Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's the right journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I'm Christine. So last week, we got together with a group of really, really special girls. It was the first time that I had been in a room with like so many other Asian American women creators, and it was a very eye-opening experience. I mean, I think that it was really, really fun. We all literally just sat around. We had dinner. We kind of just planned and, you know, talked about ideas that we had of how we hope to continue to connect with our community, and it was with the ABG girls and Minji of the podcast, first of all. Yeah. And that was something where I think it just felt so right. Mm -hmm. Just being there at that time, sitting at this table with these like amazing women, they share the same type of essence of energy to want to do good by our community of women and, you know, Asian Americans. When you talk to them, when you talk to each other, there's no having to explain that to anybody. It's just, they get it, right? They speak with the same enthusiasm. It was so enlightening to hear their perspective and why they they thought that. And, you know, and it was also just fun girl time. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was funny because all of us have listened to each other's podcasts at one point or another, and then to have all of us in our room. Because for me, it was my first time meeting... Actually, no, I had met all the girls before, but it was my first time actually sitting down and having like in-depth conversation. And I think that there was like a level of understanding that we all had for one another. And that was very special because I think that that doesn't come by like very often. Um, And just, you know, whenever we would pick a topic, we just all ran with it and we all gave our different ideas and opinions and we were able to have very honest conversations and everybody's opinion was welcome. And I feel like that was such an open environment that, I really, really appreciated because it didn't matter whether or not we like saw eye to eye on certain topics, but the fact that we were all willing to just listen to one another and kind of continue brainstorming and, you know, giving our opinions from different perspectives, like that was, uh, it was such a fun night. Yeah. And the three groups, we really tried to come together and identify the themes that we share in common. And it came down to sisterhood, transitions, and taboo subjects. When you really listen to all three of our podcasts, we bring that energy. We may not specifically address it or talk about it, but we all address it from very different perspectives, even though we're all Asian American women. And that's the thing. I think women, Asian women being in the entertainment or just creating content, just want to let them know that there's just not one specific Asian American women's story. There's not the nice Asian girl, the meek, the timid, or even the the mean Asian girl who friend zones guys. Like it's either one or the other, right? The perfect Asian girl who doesn't care about anybody else and just wants to date like white guys. I feel like there's very specific categories that the entertainment field allows Asian women to be. And I'm sure, you know, every group feels that way about like how they're depicted so to be in that room with other women who are also creating content and very conscious of that some person may look at us and be like wow they're just the same group of asian girls just walking and having a good time but it's all very different perspectives yeah i mean i think that that was always something that 
as Asian American women, like we're fighting against. And I'm sure that a lot of other minority groups feel this way where they just feel categorized and, you know, we're just set up to be this one specific thing. And I think that having also grown up in Asian American culture where our parents also teach us like, no, you just have to stick to this like kind of certain stereotype or like stick to these kind of rules and regulations that they have set out for us. It was really refreshing to see these women be like, yeah, I grew up with that. And there are certain things I agree or certain things that I don't agree on. And it was really cool to have us all talk about that very openly. So I mean, my biggest takeaway is just the fact that like we're girls with mics and we have a lot to say. And so when you put us all together in the room, it was definitely bound for good conversation. Yeah, I think other than Minji, uh, maybe Mel, but like, I don't think the other ones came with that. Like this would be our life right now. Like this is what we would be doing, creating content. So it was really special to be talking to other women who just picked up a mic and just started to tell their stories. And I think there's something really organic and inspiring about that and that each of them are learning to make a business from it other than just is everything just kind of started off as a hobby as a way to just, you know, maybe even be Express a release. Ourselves. Yeah, exactly. And now it's learning how to be entrepreneurs and how to be cognizant of what we're trying to do for our community. So yeah, it's taking really deliberate, but also mindful steps forward. And I'm so honored and privileged to be at the same table with these women. And you, Regina, you know, and also the timing of it. ABG, they have their own merch line. They're traveling and meeting people in person. Minji is gaining more popularity in acting. She's like writing her own movies. And, you know, she was the executive director of Collaboration, which is like a huge organization in the Asian American community. And now she stepped down to really focus on doing her own thing and developing her own projects. And then now you're back in LA. So yeah, everything just feels super aligned and really excited to bring a lot of these ideas that we talked about and will continue to meet and talk about into reality. Yeah. And I feel like that perfectly segues into the topic that we had today, which was women supporting women. I think that in society, we are always pitted against each other and in movies and stuff like that, they always like to put us against each other. They like to teach us that like, hey, if she succeeds, you won't. If she gets the promotion, you won't. And then we get into our own heads about that. We start spending time like trying to put one another down instead of uplifting each other. And I think that in the instance of ABG and First of All and PIP, we are all Asian American women doing podcasts. And I know that from my perspective, when they first started coming out with their podcasts, I did feel a certain kind of way because I, in a, almost in a way, like felt like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Like, does that mean that our podcast, you know, is somehow invalidated or are we now competitors? And I look back now and I think like, why was that? Why was that my first thought to see them as competitors rather than looking at each other like, hey, they're doing that. Like we're doing this. Like we need to support each other. We need to be there for one another. Um, so we really wanted to dive into this topic and dig deep into why we feel that way. Is it out of jealousy? Is it just out of anger? Like why is it that we have such a problem with other women succeeding. Right. And what is it that we say to ourselves? What is it that we feel digging in deeper? And then how 
Do we come from a place of authenticity to really want to love and support other women and our sisters doing amazing things? Even if we look at our lives and we feel like, oh man, we're not even at that level or whatever we're telling ourselves that like our worst inner critics are coming out, that you can genuinely tap into a place where you're like, that has nothing to do with me. There's no association whether she's succeeding and I'm not. Like, it's not even the same comparison, right? So, yeah, let's start with, Regina, you growing up, how has female competitiveness really affected your life? For me, growing up, like, I actually did have a lot of female friendships. And I'm thankful that the same group of girls stuck with me. But I definitely think that when we were younger, there was a little bit more of like that competitive spirit. I think academically, looks wise, I don't think that we ever outright were just like in competition with one another, but I definitely felt it in myself. Like if other people were doing better, I was like, why am I not doing better? If people were trying out for different teams, I was like, should I be doing that as well? Um, you know, I've talked in the past that I looked to a lot of my friends for guidance and sometimes my own opinion got lost in there. But I think that I also look to other people because I'm like, oh, that should be the thing that I should be doing. Like if they're doing A, I should also be doing A. So I definitely compared myself to my friends a lot. And when we were younger, it was a lot of like physical traits. And then as we got older, it was like accomplishments. And then I think that I've noticed that the most like jealous I ever felt or kind of angry I ever felt was usually at my lowest points of self-confidence. And I would get really bitter and feel really like bad about myself and like, oh, so-and-so has a boyfriend because she's prettier and -and so-and-so got a promotion because she's smarter. And I think that it's really easy to kind of get lost in your own head about like, other people's successes. Because the thing is, as you get older and as you build up your own confidence, you'll realize like other people's successes does not mean you're a failure. But I think as a kid, we don't see that. And I think that because society pits women against one another, all the lines get really blurred and other women's successes become something that you didn't get. A lot of those kind of insecurities came from, you know, being in high school and trying out for the speech and debate team and one of my best friends getting it and not me or trying out for color guard and my best friend gets it and I didn't. And I think that it was really hard for me to distinguish, like, was that even something I wanted in the first place? One. Mm. And two, that wasn't my path. I was just trying to fit into what other people are expecting of me. And so I think that that competition, um, luckily with my friends, like it wasn't really like the driving factor in our relationships, but I definitely think that from my perspective, I felt it because of the things that I was insecure about myself. Mm, Yeah, that's so good. Like, that really is the key, right? Understanding what's happening in the difference between what we see versus how we interpret it in our heads and why we turn it to be like a mirror of ourselves. And a lot of times, because we're just reacting, it's just a gut reaction, we're not even aware that we're making it about ourselves. Like if we see someone else succeed, what does that have to do with us? Like how do we immediately turn that around to be like, oh, like this means I suck, you know? Like, (laughs) oh, she got this and that means I lack in that. And it's like, why? Why can't it just be 
her succeeding, right? I really thought about that actually for a while, especially for this episode. I took some time to like reflect on currently. I mean, because I've been through my own journey with female friendships and relationships, and it's really tumultuous. I realized that growing up, even though my mom would compare me to guys and girls, the competition specifically is against women because my mom would I would always say like, look at your cousin who's a guy. He's doing all these things and you're not. Look at my friend's daughter who's doing this. So I I know the comparison part and how when someone succeeds, it turns a mirror to how I'm not good enough. I know where that comes from. But when it comes to women versus women, maybe it's just that I grew up seeing guys differently. You know, like guys are taught differently. Guys maneuver the world differently. They don't look like me. We They have different set of rules that like, for some reason, differentiate us and somehow create like a new set of categories for them. Like, oh, it doesn't matter that, you know, they're playing sports like that doesn't feel threatening. But if like another female were to be playing sports, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel like with Asian culture, like they're, they have like very set gender roles of like guys can go do this and girls do this. So maybe that's why you didn't feel as much of a competition. The expectations were different. I think it wasn't as direct of competition because I mean it definitely in some ways felt like I was competing with my brother for my parents love but that was all in my head I think it's because you know it's like when you watch YouTube videos the people that you admire or you really enjoy you can kind of put yourself in their shoes Mm -hmm. and I think for women it's easier when you can see someone that looks like you or in the movies and you're like oh that's me when you see another woman who looks like you who share a lot of similarities you kind of put yourself in their shoes I noticed myself the other day doing this and I I think I was watching a movie or something on Netflix thing and the actress had really nice white straight teeth and I was like oh man her teeth are so nice the next thought immediately was like oh my teeth they're not as white they're kind of yellow should I like go get some crest white strips and you know it was like that immediate flip that I just made it about me we're all very self-centered people This summer has flown by, and while I have loved the sun, I'm really excited for fall, which is why I'm super thankful that we're partnering up with FabFitFun because they've got us stocked with all the essentials. I was so excited when my box arrived. It was like opening up my birthday presents. There were so many great products that I would have never heard of, but ended up using almost like every day, like the Tristique eyeshadow crayons. I love them. So easy to blend, and I have literally used them every single day since I got them. Every box is curated by their team of experts to make sure they're filled with the perfect full-size products you'll be using all season. I love that the boxes are totally customizable and can reflect your personal needs from beauty to wellness, fashion to fitness, and you get over $200 worth of products for just $39.99 if you use our special code PERFECTLY on your first box. I also love that most of these products are from female-founded companies, and they partner with a nonprofit each season to raise funds and build awareness. This season, they've partnered with City of Hope, who is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses. FabFitFun is the perfect way to treat your friends, or yourself, while supporting a great cause. So don't forget to use our code PERFECTLY to get your first box for $39.99. Yeah, the sun's so moving, yeah, the sun's 
Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I'm reading up on this too, and some of the theories are it comes down to a biological sense of just, you know, feeling competitiveness to procreate. <laughs> it comes down to like seeing other females as competitors to get the prize male. Territorial almost, right? Yeah. yeah. I know that like a lot of girls, they get really possessive of one another. Like, no, that's my best friend. Like, yeah. how can you do that? And I think that it definitely comes from like a lot of places of like insecurity. Women have a very hard line of like, I really like you or I really don't. Yeah. And there's very few like in between. Like you're like, I will ride or die for you. I will kill for you. And then you're like to other set of girls. You're like, ew, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like your best friend could be doing the exact same thing as the other girl. And you're like, oh my God, yes, yeah. girl, oh thrive. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> and the other girl, you're like, oh my God, you're so full of yourself. Gross. <laughs> Unfollow. Exactly. And I think that there's like a certain level of like cattiness that just has been built. And I think a lot of that is encouraged by our environment it's encouraged by media girls are taught to be catty i think that plays a lot into how some girls like myself we eventually grew to have more guy friends than we did girlfriends because of that story we told ourselves it also is by experience like i grew up in elementary school already having that really catty kind of bullying girl experience and as i grew older i just told myself like okay i'm gonna stay away from the drama and just have more guy friends but i came to realize that yeah i mean guy friends they do provide a whole different perspective and you know they seem more chill they don't get into like the nitty-gritty of things but that's exactly what you miss out when you don't have deep female friendships mm -hmm. you know like you don't really invest and connect with other females and i realized i came from a place of fear right because i'm like if you connect with someone that deeply and they stab you or play like mental games with you then yeah that freaking sucks you know so at the time in like my teenage years i was like i'm not even gonna go there with female friends in my 20s especially college i realized like a lot of my behaviors in pushing away female friendships was also very catty like i unconsciously was playing that game where I would purposely leave girls out I would feel competitive towards them in my own head right so then if I saw them I wouldn't greet them and all these things so when I went into college I was like okay I really hate that behavior in me the biggest takeaway from me in my 20s is that a lot of what was happening in my life were direct consequences of my actions and the lens that I was seeing the world in. It really was the bias that I was bringing in into my own head and the interpretation that I was telling myself when none of that was really happening. On the other girl's perspective, she may have just been like, hi, how are you? And to me, I was like, ew, how dare you? She just snubbed me. I think that's the funniest part, right? Like we build up all of these things in our heads. But if you think about it from the other person's perspective they probably had no idea and a lot of the time the other girl is probably like oh i didn't even realize you didn't like me yeah or that it's built up she immediately feels your energy she may have come with that energy and you already are building that competition in your head or some whatever story you're telling yourself about her and then she feels that and then she feels like okay this is negative unwelcome energy and on her end she matches that so then 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 there's this like drama that's built up from nowhere i know and i feel like i saw a lot of this in high school like i remember there are these two girls who actually got into like a physical fight oh. and i remember everybody talked about it like they had the same name and i <laughs> Just remember them like being really, really catty with each other. But then I think now they're like best friends. <laughs> and 
And I think that a lot of these like misunderstandings don't even have anything to do with anything that actually happened. It's always like, you know, girls always being like, oh, I got a bad vibe from her. Like, oh, I didn't like it when she said it that specific way, you know? Right. And I think that like you have the tendency to pick up on those things, especially if you already don't like that person. Yeah. And it just gets amplified. I definitely do believe that we pick up each other's energies. So, you know, when you come with that energy, somebody else will pick up on that. And depending on where that person is in life, they could really match that vibration of you. So then you have two really triggered people (laughs) who are ready to, they're looking to fight. You know, when it comes down to the insecurities of digging in deeper, right? And then digging into what we're telling ourselves in that moment with other females. For you, what are some of the thoughts that have come into your head that the stories that you tell yourself about yourself when you see somebody else succeed? I mean, it's definitely a lot of like, you know, you're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're not witty enough. Those are kind of like the main like insecure thoughts that always are kind of circulating in my head. And then when I see other women who are seemingly more confident and seemingly have the things that I envision myself having, like that's when I'm like, oh, she's so much better than me. I think that that's really what like the bottom line of it is. It's like, oh, I already put myself on a lower level than what she is right. without even really getting to know her, right? Like I could literally be walking around at a mall or something and see a girl who has like really great hair and I'm like, oh, she's already better than me. Mm. And that's just my own insecurities. Like it has nothing to do with that human being at all. And I think that when I was younger, it affected me a lot more because I think that it was really hard for us to see past like physicalities. So when there was a girl who was skinnier than me, and then I come home and my parents are nagging me about my weight and stuff like that, then I get very like, Ooh, that person is already better than me because this physical trait that I want is better than me. Then it gets into like the, you know, grades and tests and studying and honors and APs and all of that. Right. And that's when it like, it's just really overwhelming because then it almost feels like in every aspect of like what I had wanted to be good at, like I just wasn't. Yeah. I do think that when we dig in deeper and we follow through with our thoughts, like where is it coming from? Like what are we telling ourselves? And then we really ask like, okay, so what are our worst fears about this thing? For me, I'll give an example. Like when I was working, there was one girl, I really liked her. The thing was like our friendship was real, but I still felt competitive with her. And Mm. whenever she would walk into a room whatever she would say how she was received beauty played a lot into it how put together she was I admired all of that so much but yet I hated that (laughs) at the same time you know because it was everything that I felt like I wasn't and I followed through with the thought where I was like okay so she's put together so what I'm telling myself that I'm not To me, I felt like everything that she was seemed like it came naturally. While for me, I felt like I had to try really, really, really hard to not even be on the same level, to just be subpar at that, you know? And that's where I felt really angry. The anger wasn't at her. The anger was at myself and maybe life where I'm like, well, why wasn't I born with a smaller nose, you know? Why wasn't I born with a 
bigger fashion sense or why am I not just funnier? All these things that I felt that she didn't have to try and she showed up as she was. She was born like this, like a goddess. And you're like, why is life unfair? Even though we were friends, I would still be snippy at her sometimes. Mm. And I don't know, maybe like trying to put a chink in her armor where I'm like, if I could like get to her somehow, that'd be like, aha, see, you're not perfect. Yeah. I think it is just subconsciously trying to prove and make yourself feel better. Yeah, exactly. And just trying to level the playing field in my mind where I'm not as sucky as I think. Because if she is flawed in some way, then haha, we're almost the same person, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's all subconscious and all these games that I feel like as girls and women, we've taken in that kind of mental bullying without really understanding what we're doing. And until you really become self-aware and take a good look in the mirror of what you're doing, what you're saying, and how you're thinking, you are actually being the monster that you're kind of projecting on other women to be. Mm -hmm. Because it comes from a place of lack. It comes from a place of fear and insecurity, like Regina said. And it's just this warped mirror. That's what I'm realizing now where not even with females, I think in general, where if you feel upset about something, it's usually because it's a reflection of what you're not, that you're telling yourself. And I think that's where the guilt, shame, and anger all stem from and why a lot of times our reaction met with the circumstance, it doesn't match. Like we're extremely pissed about something that doesn't warrant that type of extreme emotion. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What are your thoughts about that? No, I mean, I completely agree. I was like thinking back to like examples in which like I showed extreme jealousy towards like my best friends because like you know I've known these girls as early as you know some of them since I was like born some of them elementary school middle school high school a lot of them have been with me through a lot of that and even though I may not have showed or directly conveyed that I was envious of them I think that sometimes it does come off as like you know one of the examples I wrote down was one of my best friends to this day one of my best friends she like posted this photo of herself on Facebook and it was like her pushing her hair back and she looked like cute and I remember I commented like WTF is this and I remember she confronted me about it she was like wow rude like why did you say that and I didn't know why and then now looking back I'm like well obviously like I think to a certain degree I was kind of jealous that she looked cute and like put up this like really cute profile picture and I think that at that time she had like boys that liked her and like she had got asked to dances and I hadn't yet and so like to me in a way I was almost like trying to be like what are you doing to kind of like make her rethink things when it, it really had nothing to do with her you know and like I think that that was kind of one of those like pivotal points in my mind when I I realized like why am I trying to put other women down like why is that supposed to make me feel better because like you know in the moment writing that might but after a while it doesn't mm-hmm. because at the end of the day like that's my best friend like I should be like oh my god so cute right yeah. like I should be uplifting at her and encouraging her and in that moment I think that that was definitely a really like pivotal time for me when I realized like you know what I am letting my insecurities get the best of me and I'm not showing up as my best self for my best friend yeah And I didn't like that about myself. I think that I always will catch myself in those moments. You know, if I'm feeling insecure because so-and-so got a promotion and I didn't, like I catch myself being like, you know what? That's her success and she worked hard for it. And her getting that promotion, her success, everything that she's accomplished, like that has nothing to do with me. I am here as her best friend to support her. And it took me a very long time to get there. And, you know, I'm human. I would be lying if I said like I don't sometimes 
automatically feel that like jealous reaction immediately, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I think overall, like I've gotten to the point where I can feel happy for my best friends and I'm happy when they succeed in life. But that took a long time. And I think that the thing that helped me the most was to actually talk to them about it, mm-hmm. even before social media, right? Because like all the instances that I'm talking about right now, I mean, Facebook was social media, but it wasn't like the way that social media is now where everybody posts every minute of every detail of their life. And I think that just everybody else, when you look at them, you feel like they're more put together. Social media aside, right? You see them on the street, you go to a meeting, you get dinner with them. You're just like, wow, they're just so put together. And I remember thinking and feeling that a lot. But then when I started having these conversations with these girls and talking about our fears and insecurities and doubts about ourselves, I started to realize like we're all battling the same insecurities. We're all fighting the same battle. Like why are we trying to tear each other down? Yeah, so good. Yes, that's exactly why authenticity, vulnerability, honesty, and opening up is the key to all this, like this human-to-human connection. Because Mm -hmm. after a while, when we start playing these games in our heads unconsciously, we're making these people not people anymore. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not even a real person living in life, dealing with real-life situations. As much as you feel like you have a lot of weight on your shoulders, you've been through so much, there's things that you struggle with, everybody has that. That other person that you think is totally put together actually tries really hard. And that's what was enlightening when I actually talked to a lot of people and women and, like, the girl from work. We really dived into our friendship and what that meant and hearing her insecurities and all of her she's like she tries really hard and that was a mind-blowing moment for me because I'm like really because it never seems that way and she's like no when I go home I like feel really shitty about myself about in so many ways even when she's doing it when she when I feel like it's flawless for her she's in her own head a lot so a lot of times we have so much more in common and the depth of that understanding female to female you can't compare that with anything else because there's so many of the like subconscious bias that we deal with in life as women that you just can't like that's why the me too movement and all these like feminism and empowerment like movements are coming from because we feel unheard we feel like the world doesn't get it when you feel like you're trying so hard just to tell your story, just to share your perspective and have someone believe you, what better than to have the exact same women or people that are going through that situation have your back? You don't have to prove anything to them. They're like, we understand, we get it, we experience that too. I mean, going into the advice section, like you shared a bit about how, you know, you really developed that connection and came from a place of understanding. What are some other ways that you bring yourself back when you catch yourself feeling competitive or going into your head about how you're not enough? Like, what do you do in those moments? I definitely remind myself that I need to reevaluate what are the things in me that are causing these reactions to come out because I know for a fact that is not me. I'm not a jealous person, but there's obviously something that is upsetting me that makes me feel this way or something about them that makes me feel insecure about myself. And as women, there is a certain level of just like understanding that we have with one another just because we are female and 
then I think that there's just a certain level of understanding that we have with one another because of the way that we are treated in society. Right. I think that we have to speak up more. We are easily dismissed. And there are a lot of these like common traits that play into our insecurities. And I think that once you kind of get into the root of that, you realize that we're all just going through the same thing. It's just in different scenarios. It's happening at different times. It's happening with different characters. But I think for me, it's just really having these open conversations with my friends. I'm definitely the type of person that likes to talk it out. And so when I am able to have these conversations with you, Christine, I'm really able to dissect like, okay, so what am I feeling in the first place? Why am I feeling it? And like, okay, it's all in my head about like how I'm insecure about myself. Okay. So like, how do we move forward from this? A lot of my most uplifting moments do come from like conversations with other women because I think that there is a camaraderie that we have for one another and when you find the right women to support you it's like an unstoppable feeling because they will just continue to remind you of all the things that you're good at like I think that that's one of the things that I was most thankful for at my lowest points when my girlfriends would just non-stop like compliment session where they're like you're good at this you're good at that like stop putting yourself down you're so much better than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And that was a very prime example of just like me getting in my own head and not being able to see past like five feet in front of me because I didn't have the confidence in myself. And because I value that experience so much to have other women uplift me, like that's something that I put a really big focus on and energy on, you know, like now <laughs> even something as simple as like, you know, supporting my artist friends on Instagram, I like make sure to go out of my way to comment and to support and to like uplift because because their art means something. My friends, like even if they post like a photo of their cute outfit, I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute. Because I want them to feel that confidence in themselves Mm -hmm. because I know how much that meant to me at my lowest point and you never know when someone's having a bad day or going through a rough patch it's kind of like that you know if you have nothing nice to say don't say it I think that you should just always say nice things Mm -hmm. yeah I agree in the uplifting and when you feel good that energy just emits from you and that it just spreads that positivity the feel good energy in the moment being self-aware is the key to a lot of things Like if anything, all things, right? To be more intrinsic about what's happening. Like it really, for me, came from a point of realizing that my coping mechanisms and my old behaviors and patterns and thoughts, I just didn't like them anymore. I just I just saw it for what it was, but it came from a point of self-awareness where what I thought I was getting from it really was not beneficial at all to anyone to me so you know what Regina was saying where you might feel like a short-term satisfaction when you put someone down and you're twisting things in your own head and how you feel no I am enough because she's not that she's not that you know but in the long term I realized that I, it didn't cure my lack of feeling not enough putting mm-hmm. someone else down did not make me feel better in the long run and did not make give me the confidence that filled me internally so for me it is taking a moment and just being curious and observing your thoughts. This is what I do. When I start hearing, I know, I know myself. I know when I start feeling irked about something before I would just, I wouldn't even think about it, right? I'll just go with it and I'll start like raging out or ranting about things and going on and on. But now I catch it right away because I know that feeling. It comes up from like a gut, like it boils. And when I feel that I catch it, I just sit there and just like, okay, play it through, Christine. What were you, what were you going to (laughs) say? You know, what were you, what were you thinking? 
and hearing myself go through the thoughts like I said before it's like okay so I'm saying that her teeth are whiter and that means that people when they see her they think that she's more beautiful that they immediately accept and love her they feel like she has something better to say that she has the attention of other people people respect her it just goes on and on and on and then all of those things turn that around I'm not when you stay in there you listen to yourself play it through to the end it sounds more and more ridiculous but those are the exact thoughts when that when you're not conscious are going through in your head and you're just accepting it and that's what fuels the rage that is what fuels the competition and the drama so now when i get to that point i play it through to the end of like okay so my worst fears are that people will not accept and love me the people i love the most will be like ew she has yellow teeth run away we don't want to be her friend anymore then i stop and i'm like okay so we all know that that's not true i know that that's not true and then i tell myself this that everyone's journey is completely different and this is what i told regina before where everyone's life circumstances what you've been through the people that you've encounter the experiences that you've had are completely unique to you remind yourself in that moment because when you're making a direct comparison and you're competing against that person you're basically trying to be like you're almost the same person right but this person has their own unique set of people they're going to impact the way they show up is different their best selves is different how they're going to say things is totally different so of course their experiences are completely separate from yours even if they're in the exact same position as you in the company or that you feel like oh yeah we came from the same world we practically are sisters and no it's different completely different so the people that she's meant to touch the people that you're meant to impact are going to be completely different an empowering thing that i've taken from karamo a queer (laughs) eye is this idea of abundance like in the time where someone else is getting promoted or seeming like they have all these opportunities and they're succeeding and all that that experience is meant for them it doesn't mean that you won't succeed it just means that that experience is not meant for you especially when it comes to like job applications or promotions where you feel you you guys are in direct competition let's say let's take those situations this is either her or you right and she gets it so then it's easy to be like oh you know you start making the direct comparisons but it just means that you're meant for a different path what she's going to do with this job and the people that she's going to bring in the ideas that she's going to do and the projects that she's going to head up are completely meant for her there's plenty of jobs and opportunities out there so showing up with that idea of abundance versus like scarcity it shifts my energy completely so reminding myself that there's enough to go around there's more than enough friends there's more than enough jobs there's more than enough opportunities and when you see life that way life opens up because the more that you resist it the more that you play the drama in your head and you shut down and you cut yourself off from other people and friendships and opportunities the more that the world will give you because you'll you'll bring that bias with you you'll be like see life is unfair this is why nothing ever works out for me and even if it does work out for you you're not seeing it in that light you're seeing it as a challenge dang it this is another thing that i have to prove that i'm good enough for versus like this was meant for you exactly who you are the lessons that you're going to learn are for you so staying in that energy completely opens up the world for you and you go with the flow versus fighting it those those are some of the things that i in that moment takes a lot practice and also reinforcing that in yourself Mm -hmm. yeah no I really love that I think that that's something that we always 
have the tendency to forget because we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and in the fact that like, oh, we're just trying to be like everyone else. We forget to really like just internalize and think about our own path and our own self and that our lives will intersect with hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, but that has nothing to do with us. Right. And when you come from that place, that's where true confidence and empowerment lives. That's where it stems from because you know that your path, you're meant to do something that only you can do. And the hardships are only there to serve for you to learn and show up as your best self. And when you show up as your best self, you can help other people show up as their best selves. This is why women supporting women, you supporting other people is so important because like I said, that energy combined is infinite and combined is just so much more powerful but if you're trying to bring someone else down because of your own place of lack and scarcity then that diminishes that power and the only well that you can keep generating and fulfill is from within like we did an episode about external validation you should definitely listen to that and this is why you know when you come from a place of i'm not good enough and you look for other people to fill that void for you it never sustains this is why the whole what we talked about if you listen to the inner critic in your own head and you bring down other people to try to make yourself feel better it doesn't last And I think that too, there's this need for more women and more minority leaders to be in positions of power and to uplift each other even more, because I think that we're all starting to realize that when one certain type of person, aka a white male, is leading all of these industries and setting the rules, it becomes unfair. And there isn't that level of understanding that we want to have for one another. Like we were at this podcasting event where this woman, she was a woman of color. She has her own podcast and she was talking about how she was like trying to fight for the fact that she didn't want to include something very specific to the fact that like these are people of color or something like that. But then the upper management was like trying to get her to do it. But there's was one woman there who was like fighting for her and she was like no I completely agree with it and I'm going to put my foot down and she doesn't have to do what she doesn't want to do because this is her show this is her voice and we shouldn't be trying to set regulations as to what she can or cannot say. And I think that's like one of the most important things about women uplifting each other is being able to have more stories told and more voices heard. Right. I love that. And that's exactly what it is, right? It's really great practice whenever you feel like you're being competitive or when you're starting to be aware of your inner critic saying that you're not good enough. It's just a lesson. It's just a lesson to try to open up and hear a different perspective on life. And I think as women, as minorities, we understand how it feels to have the door shut in our faces on just telling us how we should and shouldn't feel, how we should and shouldn't act. And if we can do that for each other, even even if we don't understand it, even if we don't agree, it's just great practice where we don't have to agree. That's actually the beauty in it. It brings in different perspectives and includes different people that we may have not seen in that way or even heard in that way. It's giving the opportunity for people to authentically tell their stories and to open up a bigger space of compassion and empathy for just human to human level. It's a beautiful time to be a woman. It really is. And that I really do feel like it's our responsibility to pay it forward to our sisters 
and be a mentor. Reach out. Even if you see a woman struggling or that she feels a certain way about you and you feel there's like drama there, like you can be the person who's like, hey, what's going on? Even if they're not putting it out there, you know? So it really comes from a place of owning your own confidence, knowing that even if you're the one that's being the target of Uh, that mental bullying or that like aggressiveness like understanding and opening up that that woman is probably projecting from her own place of insecurity and lack has nothing to do with you you don't have to internalize it even if she's saying such horrible things about you don't take it in don't hold it and you can see her as what we're saying is that she's wounded inside so coming from that we are connected versus trying to disconnect ourselves from everybody else I'm glad that we did this episode. There's so much to uncover and learn about ourselves and each other. And like, Mm -hmm. I love sisterhood. I have so many sisters and I love it. I know. I feel like as I get older, it starts to become very clear to me, like why female friendships are so important. And I know we've done an episode about this before, but I think that that level of understanding that we have for one another and compassion, the fact that we all have similar feelings and similar insecurities and similar goals even and even though it might not be in the same industries or in the same execution like there is that kind of mutual just understanding to want to better ourselves the quote that i always really love is if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together Mm, yeah female friendships Female supporting females. Like we start there. Exactly. You know? So yeah, um, we are really, really excited to be starting to be working with other Asian American female podcasters. So definitely check out their podcasts, Asian Boss Girl. And first of all, we'll keep you guys posted on all of the other events that we will have coming your guys' way, hopefully very soon. Yay. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. It would mean the absolute world to us if you can go to our iTunes page and rate and subscribe to get new episodes into your inbox every Tuesday. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.